0: Welcome to the Get Connected Podcast. I'm your host, Mike Agarbo. We've got a great program today. Of course, we'll always be talking about the latest tech news. We'll also be looking at solar roof technology. Is the technology here at an affordable price where you can actually make a solar roof instead of a regular roof? How much does it cost? How much money will you save? We'll get down into the specifics. Also, the latest from Apple, everything from iPads to iMacs, new Apple TV, and AirTags. Is this a new billion dollar business for Apple? It's time to get connected. Mike Agarbo here with John Beeler. We have a really cool show today. Later on, we'll be talking about all the new Apple announcements, uh, everything from new iPads to new iMacs in multiple colors. And probably the most interesting thing for me would be the new AirTags, John. These are little trackable, looks almost like a quarter that you stick to your keys or whatever you want tracked.
1: I thought the most interesting thing for you was the new remote for the Apple TV.
0: There's that too, which we'll get into a rant on on, on that. But uh, AirTags, you got to stay tuned. This is another huge business side for Apple, and we'll explain why. We'll also be talking about solar roof technology. The technology is getting better and better. Is it time for you to upgrade your roof to solar to save some money, generate your own electricity? let's get into some of the news john uh there's a lot going on in the tech world rings announced a few new uh products a big one would be the new floodlight cam i've actually got one of these on my garage so it's like a floodlight and a security cam at the same time and i love it it works like a hot damn
1: wasn't there recently a a homeowner in i think carisdale in vancouver here that had a floodlight cam that was illuminating the neighborhood
0: Oh, was it? Yeah. It's bright. Yeah. <laughs> oh, so the neighbors were
1: not happy? No.
0: <laughs> it's tough. I mean, obviously, you got to be respectful to the neighbors. However, it's really customizable. You can turn that off.
1: Or turn it down,
0: maybe. Or, I don't think you can turn it down. I think it's on or off. Mm. There's no dimming <laughs> features on it. Uh, this new version here is uh, more advanced now. It uh, has something called a bird's eye view. So it gives you even a better view of, uh, you know, the the zone that it's uh, monitoring. And uh, I have to tell you, I'm, I'm happy with my old one, but I'm excited to try this new one. We, we will be getting it in and we'll, uh, we'll be doing a review uh, on that. Cadillac also announced a new electric SUV that'll be available in 2022. It's called the uh, Lyric. Uh, I think it's about 69,000 Canadian. Sounds like a lot. Because it is.
1: <laughs> well, it's a Cadillac too.
0: It is a Cadillac. Uh, I think it's going to be competing up against like the Tesla Model Y, for example, which is cheaper, but obviously it's it's a Cadillac. You're getting a lot of extra kind of like features with it. Yeah. The creature, luxury. Luxury. The, the
1: luxury creature comforts will be interesting to see how, how that plays out. Uh, that's one of the things I do appreciate with electric vehicles. It feels like you're driving a spaceship.
0: Yeah, so if you get a chance to see the uh, interior of uh, of this new Cadillac, it is beautiful. It's got a huge, wide digital display inside. Uh, the lighting is all choreographed as well. Like they've really gone to town on the interior design and and the external as well. Like uh, the headlights are these new vertical lights on it, like LED lights. It, it looks like a I mean, it still looks beautiful. Like the lines on it are are super nice, uh, but it's got that kind of futuristic tinge to it as well. Uh, It's going to have, I think, a 500 kilometer plus range on it. Uh, And it'll just be interesting to see as we get more of these EVs out there, how that's going to affect the pricing overall. You know, Tesla's kind of been the leader so far. I know Chevy's got their Bolt, which is kind of a mid-range kind of compact.
1: Is it mid-range? Feels a little bit smaller. Yeah. It, bit okay. Lower, I'll say bit. smaller. Yeah.
0: Uh, on there. So yeah. there hasn't been a lot of competition. I know you've got your Kia Soul.
1: Well, I because I, I, I notice more and more vehicles now in the carpooling, which is a perk of getting electric vehicles. You can drive in the carpooling, at least here in Vancouver, uh, without any other passengers. And so I actually noticed the other vehicles that are there, and I'm like, are they electric or are they not? And I'm, I'm seeing more and more models that I didn't even realize they had electric versions of their vehicles, like Audi and other ones too.
0: I think it's good. It's going to get uh, more competition. It's going to drive the price down because right now these things are expensive.
1: Yeah. And the rebates only take you so far.
0: Yeah. But, you know, once you get into it, the savings on, on gas, because they're not taking gas anymore, it's just electricity, it's insane. I'm spending less than $75 a month on electricity for my Model 3 compared to like the $500 I was spending before. And it's not a fair comparison because it was like a Chevy Traverse SUV. Yeah. But still. in gas down to 75 bucks. I'll take it.
1: I'm paying less than 30 a month and I'm I'm charging almost every day at my house. Isn't that amazing? The savings though? Yeah. I mean,
0: yes, you pay a little bit more out of the gate, but you got the, I mean, you got all sorts of rebates on yours. I did. Yeah. Yeah. You were pretty lucky, lucky on that. Uh, SpaceX in the news as well. They won that big NASA contract. $2.9
1: billion to build a lunar lander as part of the Artemis mission to send humans to the moon by 2024.
0: They're up against two others, uh, one of them being Jeff Bezos with his uh, Blue Origin uh, company, which was partnered, I think, with Lockheed Martin and a a couple other big names. But uh, I guess it was a surprise to a lot of uh, people in the know in the space world. (laughs) I didn't know this. They, They thought that NASA would spread it out over, you know, the two or three bids, as they typically have done in the past. But this this time they gave it all to SpaceX. I can kind of see why though, John, because SpaceX seems to be one of the few that have actually got rockets <laughs> launching.
1: It seems like almost every day they're launching something yeah. and it's, you know, uh, they have a track record and yeah. they're not afraid to test stuff and blow stuff up.
0: They do blow up a lot. They do stuff. blow up a lot. <laughs> but they learn, learn from that. Uh, yeah, it's interesting. Like, I, I would have to think that would probably be a, a smart decision to go with SpaceX. Like they're they're launching rockets. They're they're getting people to the space station as well. Apparently, that's causing a bit of a, a traffic jam as well. <laughs> I think uh, Boeing, uh, one of the competitors in the space race here, uh, they they can't get their test module up there because SpaceX is taking up all the slots. Right on it.
1: Got to get in line. But it's surprising
0: how near. This these moon missions, the Artemis missions are.
1: Yeah. Well, the fact that there's going to be a lunar lander, you know, by 2024, that's not very far away. Yeah,
0: manned. Yeah. Because I was born in 68, John. So, well, I was only one when they first got a man on, on the moon. But it's been a long freaking time. Yeah. Like we had some in the 70s and then just ghost town. No more moon
1: it's funny, missions? well, because the focus has shifted to Mars, right? Now everyone's excited about the helicopter they have on Mars, which don't get me wrong, is freaking cool. Yeah, how high did that thing go? Like, <laughs> not not far enough. No,
0: <laughs> <laughs> I know you're thinking like, I want this thing like a racing drone going through oh, yeah. the, the valleys, and, FPV
1: through the valleys. <laughs>
0: yeah, but I guess they got to do baby steps, right?
1: Well, yeah, and that's the thing is they've been doing lots of tests, they've been doing firmware updates, and you know that must be crazy nerve wracking to do that remotely. I forget how many, how many miles away this thing is they got to send a firmware update to.
0: Yeah, how long does the signal take? I think it takes like eight minutes or something yeah. for the signal to actually get there. So by the time you know, you're flying that thing and, oh, there's a mountain coming up, it's too late.
1: You would hope they would have some kind of autonomous <laughs> systems in place, <laughs> collision avoidance.
0: I'm excited about this next segment, John i know you are yes it's uh, all about solar solar energy energy and specifically solar panels for homes something i think we're going to see more and more of in the coming years we have a great uh, guest on his name is Danielle hadazeta he is the ceo of mitrex they are a large solar panel company thanks for joining us Danielle. thank
2: you mike for having
0: me uh so today we're going to talk about uh, solar panel for homes uh why haven't we seen more of this to date?
2: Um, I believe we have been missing a critical point here. We have been applying solar panels on top of our homes. So we had to pay for the house, we had to pay for the wall, we had to pay for the roof, and then we had to pay for the solar to go on top of them. So we are always hearing this returning on a- investment, this ROI. How much are we going to invest? The way we look at it in metrics is it's different. We are saying it has to be integrated people they shouldn't pay twice one time for the roof one time for the solar one time for the wall one time for the solar so we integrate solar we we did uh, a long-term R&D we you know invested millions to make sure we can create these new products that are fully integrated and we will see them more and more in the future because now we are not talking about ROI we are not talking about return on investment we're talking about how does it look and how much energy can we get
0: So, what you're saying, I guess in the past, you would have your existing roof and then you would kind of slap solar panels on top of that. Are you saying now that the the roof and the solar panels are the same thing?
2: Correct. Now, the new generations uh, that are coming, they're all integrated and your solar panel is your roof. And how do these look? (laughs) Do they look crazy or... (laughs) (laughs) I know they look like uh, something out of a Star Trek, but uh, <laughs> they, are, uh, they look futuristic. They look just like our, you know, anything else. Uh, we can design them in any form and shape. Uh, we are not limited in terms of color, sizes. We can have a shingle look. We can have a slate look, or we can have a modern, you know, uh, anodized aluminum look. So, you know, the sky's the limit. We can create any shape or form. We have created this modular lego type uh, systems that we can create anything out of them and that's the beauty of it
0: so you can actually make these solar roofs look like a normal roof correct and so first of all you've obviously got to get that solar roof installed what other components does a homeowner need to to have as well
2: Um, Just like any other wiring, you know, we need wires to connect these solar panels together. We need an investor to change, you know, to kind of transfer the energy from DC to AC, which I'm hoping in the future we will have DC homes. Uh, You know, one of the topics that are not really related to the solar, but the AC was invented to transport energy. If you're producing energy on our own roof, we don't really need AC, we can just... You know use the dc power electricity right at home but other than solar panels your question is you just need wires and one inverter to exchange the ac to dc
0: and and that just plugs right into the home wiring system like the electricity
2: it actually goes direct to the panel so the main panel will receive the energy and distribute it from there and uh, it would you don't need to change the wiring of the house you don't need to touch anything in the house it only happens uh, in the main panel and uh, it goes to the breakers and
0: can this power an entire home like how does that all work
2: so it depends on the coverage it depends on how much you put you know how many square footage we are covering basically but just to give you an idea on the wall not on the roof on the wall if you have a thousand square feet you can charge uh, a Tesla car, Model X, a big Tesla SUV, about 150 times a year, for free, basically just from that electricity.
1: Is there a, a an external battery that you would have that you would store that power, or do you just put it into the grid directly and it, your house would just consume it?
2: Um, you can have batteries, uh, or you can just use it without batteries. A lot of projects that we do, like a high-rise rental projects or high-rise uh, hotel projects, we don't put any batteries because the amount that we're producing is being consumed by the building on a daily basis. There is no need for storage. Uh, but it depends on the project and the type of, you know, the building and how much, how many panels, how many square foot of coverage you're putting. Typically, we don't need batteries. But as the technology of the batteries improving in the next two, three years, the cost of batteries are going down it's it will start to make sense to implement the batteries as a storage or as a backup just in case if the grid is done
0: so i have to ask this we live in canada and we're actually doing the radio show from vancouver if you've been here you might notice it rains a lot <laughs> like how well yeah. does this do these solar roofs need to have full direct sunlight to work
2: well, actually, today we had the snow here in Toronto, so it's, you know. <laughs> uh,
0: <laughs>
2: okay, you win. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, that's one of the things we had to take into consideration because, uh, you know, if we design a solar panel only for California or for Dubai, then we are limiting ourselves. We are not going to really make a difference. So uh, that was part of the technology. Our panels, they actually produce uh, more than 50%, even in a cloudy days. It doesn't have to be a sunny, you know the sunshine on the perfect day.
0: But you do get more energy when it is a sunny day. Of course. And so if it is a cloudy day, you say you get roughly 50%? Yes,
2: like anywhere from 55 to
0: 65%. Oh, that's I I didn't know that. I was always kind of worried about that, because obviously here in Vancouver it rains a lot. In Toronto, obviously it's snowing all the time <laughs> as well. Um what 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 are the costs associated with this, Daniel?
2: So here's the here's the beautiful part. If you take out the cost of the roof or cost of the wall, now we are looking at a very low cost. Like uh, some of our product, they're actually in line with traditional materials. So, you know, let's say somebody was going to go buy, you know, just building a house, let's say, and they're putting aluminum panels on the wall. And they were spending X dollar per square foot on the wall. Our materials, they cost the same, but they produce energy. So that is the technology that we had to develop in order to make this product mainstream. And uh, that was part of the solution.
0: So so you're saying um, having your materials, your roof would be roughly the same cost initially as a regular roof? Correct. I could get behind that.
1: <laughs> what about retrofitting? Is that something that you guys offer, or is that more? Is it more for like new house builds?
2: So in the in the residential sector and in the B two C, we do not uh, involve. We are not involved in the installation and uh, the whole aspect. We are, we are not offering a turnkey yet. Uh, we only offer is to B two B and larger scale projects. But retrofit is definitely in the line. There is, no difference between a new build or a retrofit for our product it actually in some areas such as the toronto community housing and some other major development we are dealing with uh, you know 100 150 buildings at a time to provide them with these solutions
0: we're talking with uh, mm-hmm. Danielle daniel he is the ceo of mitrix uh, a large uh, solar energy company where can people find out more information Danielle?
2: Uh, the best source of information would be our website, uh, www.metrics.com and we are updating it every week every, and, and on a bi-weekly and weekly basis. There are a lot of new products we are launching, and all of our products are accessible to be purchased online, so there's no need to call or you know, to come over. They can just buy it online and they get shipped to their houses.
0: Thanks for joining us today.
2: Thank you guys for your time.
0: Apple had big announcements this week on new products that they're bringing to the market. Everything from the long-rumored AirTags, the little tracking tiles, to a new Apple TV update, new iMacs, and new iPad Pros as well. John, uh, let's stop, start off with what I think is one of the, the bigger stories. Uh, I know everyone's excited about the computers with the new M1 chip and everything, but AirTags, uh, this is a, a new... Business, I think, for Apple. We've seen these types of uh, trackers before. Tile is one of the biggest ones out there right now. They make a number of different shapes and sizes, kind of the size of a postage stamp or a quarter. The Apple ones are circular. So yeah. about yeah. the size of a quarter, between a quarter and a loony in size. Yeah. 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 And so these are battery-operated, they're fairly water-resistant as well. Uh, I don't know what the battery life is, but I'm expecting typically about a year or two years if it's similar to other ones like it. But it works in conjunction with Apple's Find My Network. And this is something you are using and you might not even know it. Uh, If you have an iPhone or an iPad or any Apple device, you're typically signed in with your iCloud account and you're typically signed into the Find My Network so that if you ever lose your phone or your iPad, you can go into a web browser and kind of track it down.
1: Yeah, it's really handy for doing a few things remotely. So you can actually remotely wipe your device. You can, you can find it on a GPS map. Uh, you can even send alerts to it. You know, if you lose it in your house, you can actually have it emit a sound.
0: I had uh, a MacBook. I said uh, you know, I told this story on the the show uh, back a year ago. Uh, I lost it in Africa, and so I was able to send uh, a note to it, basically saying, "If found, here's my phone number and my email. Contact me." Someone did eventually, which was amazing. Uh, so now Apple's going to be expanding this with these uh, little Air Tags, and to take that a step further, they're also going to let third party partners and companies incorporated into their products as well. So imagine like a USB charger or any other type of Apple-related device, they can actually build it in.
1: So the obvious thing would be things like your headphones. Yes. I mean, uh, anything that you would want to carry around with your mobile devices.
0: You could even see this in bikes yeah. or scooters or, I mean, you could put it in anything really. It doesn't have to be like a tech device. Either. It could be your car even. It It could, really. So I, I looked at this, and I think they're going to do well with it because, you know, from what I was reading during the announcement, they've got over a billion Apple devices that are on the Find My network now. And how it works is if you have one of these tags, these Air Tags, and you've got it on your keys, for example, and you lose those keys in the park, because there's so many Apple devices out there, it'll actually help triangulate where your lost keys are.
1: And that's one of the things that I really liked about this announcement was the fact that the way they've implemented this, uh, I mean, the use case that they showed in the in the keynote was more of like, you've lost your keys in your couch, for example. Yes. But So you're walking around your house, you're trying to find your keys, and it actually has a, a nice display that with an arrow pointing in the direction of where it is. It takes into account things like your accelerometer, your GPS location, all that type of stuff. On
0: your phone, you're looking at On this. On your phone, yeah, yeah.
1: An iPhone 11 or 12, it looked like. And uh, and basically, it'll guide you right to the the object that you've lost, just like James Bond would be tracking a spy in one of his movies. <laughs> it's actually pretty pretty cool. It is pretty cool.
0: And why I think this is going to be a big business for Apple is that they had to do this. If you look at their iPhone market right now, And just like the iPads and iPad Pros, the little connector. On the iPhones, it's still the lightning connector. And they're kind of holding out, right? Everyone else in the world is using USB-C now. But the reason why Apple always came out with their own proprietary little connector and cable is because they could charge partners a little fee. So if you made a lightning cable or anything that needed to connect to it, you had to pay Apple a few bucks per unit that you were making. And that was like, hundreds of millions of dollars that yeah. Apple would make. Yeah. So now I believe they're going to be charging the same for this Find Me feature.
1: Except we'll all have USB-C cables. Yes. On future devices. Thank,
0: thank goodness. I've had a few people I've talked to, they're concerned, like what if someone sticks one of these on me to track me?
1: Yeah, that's a really interesting thing that they've built into the system where it uh, will actually detect that there's an unrecognized tag on your person or nearby and this is the same thing that would happen if you were to stumble across mike's keys in the park yes you'll 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 get an alert saying hey there's a there's a tag nearby yeah um what do you want to do about it you know and if if you look around your you know immediate vicinity and it's still on you then you know that someone has put it in your pocket sewn it into your clothes again getting into the james bond put it in your car put it in your car that type of thing and you would be able to actually Uh, turn off that functionality so that you wouldn't be tracked anymore.
0: Which is a good feature. So they've built all sorts of encryption and privacy features uh, into this. We'll be following it up when we get some of these in for review, but uh, I think it is going to be a big business uh, for them. Apple also announced a a refresh of their Apple TV boxes.
1: (laughs) Yes. And you're not excited about that as much as you are about the, the new remote.
0: Yeah, I, I use Apple TVs in my house and I love them because they're powerful and you get 4K, you know, Netflix and YouTube on them. And because they're so powerful, you can have Apple Arcade on there. You can play some really high-end games through it. You can have all sorts of awesome apps that need that power to operate. But the remote control on that thing It's just, it hasn't been a great experience for me. And I know everyone I know that has one of these Apple TV boxes not happy with the remote control.
1: No, no, it's, it, I've, I've hated it for a couple of reasons. Uh, mostly because it's all like a, fl- it's like a trackpad, and it, it feels glass and I have a hardwood floor and I drop it on the floor all the time. I'm just expecting it to shatter at some point.
0: Well, apparently it's very durable. My problem is like both ends, like the top track pa- trackpad part and the bottom look identical. And if you're in the dark, it's just, yeah. I'm hitting the wrong thing all the time. Yeah. All the time. So they have a new remote for the new refresh uh, Apple TV box, it looks like a hundred times better. It's got like a little uh, kind of a scroll wheel type pad up at the top, kind of almost iPod-ish.
1: Yeah, it's 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 actually hark- harkens back to that because it's like an aluminum, although it looks almost white, Yeah, like a remote, uh, which will also be easier to find in the dark. So,
0: the great thing for me is that the, re- the new remote control, you can buy that separately and it's backwards compatible with my yeah. older one.
1: But if you do get the new Apple TV, one of the cool features that I saw, and, and this is probably more for the home theater enthusiasts, is a really interesting way of using a, a, you know, a late model iPhone to color balance your TV.
0: Yeah, it uses the camera on your iPhone. It connects with your Apple TV box and the camera on your iPhone will actually measure all the color and the lighting in the room and calibrate that with what you're seeing on the screen. Yeah. Which, which is amazing.
1: Yeah. Typically, you would have to use a specialized uh, calibration device for this. And a lot of home theater enthusiasts would have those types of things. But again, it's just another nice add-in. We've
0: been talking all about the latest Apple announcements uh, this week. And there are quite a few different products. Uh, we talked about AirTags, the new little tracking devices, uh, also the new Apple TV and my favorite, the new Apple TV remotes. Wanted to get into the new IMAX, and it was interesting, John. It kind of reminded me of the the new version of the those colored translucent IMAX when Steve Jobs came back.
1: Yeah, seven different colors, including silver.
0: But these things are much different than those big bulbous <laughs> translucent IMAX of yesteryear. Uh, essentially, they are all screen and razor thin. That screen is like thinner than all the monitors we have here in the 11, office
1: 11.5 millimeters thick and the computers in there as well yeah yeah they they really found a way to shrink down the motherboard and all of the stuff inside so it's very small footprint inside it actually has only two small little fans uh to cool the entire thing and so it's virtually silent
0: it is using the new apple M1 chip this is the new processor that apple has Come up with themselves. They're not using Intel chips anymore, like they have been doing for many, many years now. And uh, the first ones were in the uh, the MacBook, the MacBook Air. Now it's finally come to the iMac, and uh,
1: you know I think they will probably have a hit on their hands here. Definitely, they've they've sort of bumped up the specs for a lot of things. So things like your FaceTime HD camera is now a 1080p camera instead of a 720p camera.
0: So well, that's good because we're all working from home and the yep. higher the resolution, the better you're going to look.
1: And they actually have uh, a larger sensor for that camera. So even low light situations will look better. So in theory, Mike will look nicer on his Zoom call.
0: <laughs> I need all the help I can get. Uh, they have an interesting power cord. So the power card almost looks like the size of a garden hose.
1: It definitely is thick, and it's color-matched to the iMac.
0: Yes. So if you have a blue one, it's like a blue power cord. Uh, So this is magnetically attached on the back now. But it also does a a secret little thing. So it uh, connects up to like a little power brick, kind of like you'd see on you know the old MacBooks.
1: Or the new MacBooks. Or
0: the new MacBooks. But in that little power brick, and that'll be on the floor, it also has an Ethernet port.
1: Yeah, so basically it just pulls all of those cords... Uh, out of your view you just have that one color matched cord you've got a wireless keyboard and a mouse that are well at least the keyboard's color matched to the iMac as well and the keyboard's really cool because it has touch id now
0: yeah they have they have a few different versions you can get so the one i would get is the one with the little fingerprint reader the touch id and they've got a neat feature and i think this is going to be great for uh offices and and home as well that are having people, multiple people use the same computer. So in our office environment, I think we're going to go to a model now because even when we get out of the pandemic, I think we've seen that people can be quite efficient when working from home. So I think we're going to have like a hot desk situation. And what this uh, this new iMac with that, that Touch ID keyboard allows you to do is have fast user switching. So you could have multiple users use that computer and computers can do that now, but it's a little bit more of a process, right? You got to log out. And then you have to log in again with the new user, which could take like thirty seconds to a minute, depending how old the computer is.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it's just, it's more of a nice to have than a, a you must have thing. But it, it is a nice little elegant touch to to using that. Uh, fingerprint ID
0: yeah so like if I was using the computer and I was finished John could come in with his fingerprint and then it would instantly switch over to his desktop and his apps and all his configurations
1: and you can also use Apple Pay then to pay for things that you're shopping for late at night on your iMac
0: <laughs> yeah just just what I need right yeah. right now to spend more more money but uh, it's it's a big it's a big change right uh, the yeah. colors the new uh, power cord. here we are talking about a power cord Apple works their magic again Right,
1: Or they sprinkled that fairy cult dust on us.
0: I think so. Jeez. Uh, but they are a bit of money.
1: Well, an iMac isn't too bad. I mean, an iMac is a pretty good, solid desktop computer with all the bells and whistles. You know, you're looking at, I think it's 14.99 is the Canadian pricing. Yeah. Around that range uh, for an entry level. You yeah. know, it, generally you're going to want to get a little bit more RAM and you're going to want maybe a little bit more hard drive space because... The thing is, with this new motherboard that they have inside, it's all there. There's no upgrade options. It's all soldered on. You're done.
0: So once you've picked that configuration, you can't put in a video card. You can't put in extra RAM. It is what it is. But for expansion, they've got the Thunderbolt Thunderbolt ports on the back, which are like a USB-C, that transfer information very quickly. Yeah. Yeah. So you can get uh, things like external graphics cards. They're expensive, but...
1: If that's something you need, you can do that. But it, I mean, generally speaking, I think everyone's been very happy with the performance of the M1 chip and the integrated GPU and everything else that's on it. So, for most tasks, they seem to you know be pretty solid machines. And the nice thing about iMacs is they tend to last forever.
0: Let's move on to the iPads. Uh, we'll actually be talking about the iPads uh, in depth tomorrow with uh, our Toronto correspondent Ted Kritzonos, but uh, the the main feature of these new ones is that they are also using the M1 chip, and they basically make them like MacBooks now, <laughs> as far as the power is concerned. and not even a competitor to MacBooks, but I think these are be strong competitors to Windows laptops.
1: Yeah, like a surface?
0: Yes. But even just laptops in general, like it's got a powerful chip in it, great battery life. The screen on these things uh, are amazing and super amazing. And yeah, you can get the optional keyboard. You can get an optional pencil for note-taking yeah. and they're, they're so easy to carry around.
1: And you get an optional two terabytes of storage. Okay, so
0: <laughs> we, we, we priced one out. like The biggest screen, 12.9 inches with a two terabyte, two terabyte storage on it. With 5G. With 5G and Wi-Fi, $3,000 before keyboard Yeah, and pencil. Like when you add the keyboard and pencil, you're upwards of $3,500. Yeah. But it's cool. (laughs) (laughs) If you've got $3,500.
1: Yeah. Well, this is, I mean, we talk about it at length uh, on the app show, but... um, It's always this debate that I have with lots of people about whether or not you should have an iPad that's fully tricked out or you should just buy a MacBook.
0: I guess it depends what you want to do. Like if you're really into like Photoshop or something like that, the MacBook might be a little bit better for you.
1: Generally, $3,000 worth of MacBook is a lot of MacBook. Yeah. Right? Versus the high-end iPad Pro, which you can only use iOS apps. Yeah, but the
0: MacBook now and the iMacs, they can run... All the iOS apps.
1: This is what I'm saying, right? So the, uh, to me, I think a MacBook, even a MacBook Air with an M1 chip is probably pretty compelling in that space because you can still run all your iPad apps. The only thing you don't have is the touchscreen.
0: This is true. We have an awesome contest. John, take it away.
1: So we thought it'd be fun to see what kind of tech you guys can find on Amazon. And we're going to give two lucky entrants a uh, $100 gift card for their trouble. So what we want you to do is just go to our website, getconnectedmedia.com, and there'll be a big banner on the on the homepage. Click on that. It has all the details, uh, more than I'm going to be able to get to in the minute we have left. And basically what we want you to do is do a scavenger hunt for us. Show us the cool tech that you think we should be talking about. Show us the weird tech that you found on Amazon. And basically you just have to let us know what it is and that's how you enter. But go to the website for all the details and the little process you have to go through because you do have to sort of use our little contest system uh, to do that. Uh, and then we're going to give away um, a $100 gift card to Amazon so you can even buy the, the cool tech that you found. Hopefully it's a $100. Yeah, or you can buy some diapers or something else.
0: Or whatever you want. We're giving away uh, a couple of those uh, gift cards. So check it out, getconnectedmedia.com. I want to thank all the folks that helped put the show together, John, of course, and Christina. And don't forget to listen to our sister show. It's on every Sunday across Canada in Toronto. It's on Saturday nights. Again, it's called the App Show. You can uh, learn all about the latest apps and mobile technology. want to thank, uh, again, the crew. We'll see you again next time.